Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind headlines. This is our Monday show where we look back at the weekend and get you ready for the week. This is Alex. It is April 10th, 2023, and I have put together a kick-ass show for you today. What are we talking about? Well, as always, we're going to start with markets, so stocks and crypto. Then we're going to discuss the latest complaints about YC pricing. From there, we're going to discuss Uber and Kareem and why $400 million is in flight. And then we shall discuss at the end of the show why the petty shall inherit the pennies. Let's go. Starting up today, taking a look at the global stock market, shares were mixed today in Asia, up in Japan and South Korea, and down in mainland China. Over in Europe, not a lot of trading going on due to a holiday, but here in the US, where we don't observe this holiday, but we did observe the last one, shares are set to fall at the open with tech leading the downdraft. Now, a small note, why haven't I bored you with notes lately on SaaS multiples and public market tech valuations? Well, it's kind of because since last May to today, software stocks are pretty much flat. And sure, that does imply that multiples are ticking lower over time, but the major and therefore interesting price movements have stopped. So maybe this is the new normal. Things might just be like this for a while. And moving on from stocks, what is going on in Decentraland? Well, in crypto, it is a little bit boring, actually. A fun question to ask yourself is why Bitcoin is worth pretty much $28,000 for so long now. Surely with a changing market, the price of Bitcoin should move, and yet it really hasn't for a while? Interesting. ETH is also pretty stable, moving just under 3% in the last week, and somehow BNB is still the fourth most valuable cryptocurrency by market cap which is weird given how much pressure its parent company, Binance, has been under lately. And just for fun, Dogecoin, the eighth most valuable cryptocurrency by market cap. That's wild. Here's the thing. I'm not sure if all of this is a mark of maturity in the crypto market, like maybe this is how it's supposed to all work, or it's a mark of strong market manipulation. I guess that's your call. Moving on, NFT volume is not doing much, perhaps continuing the same slow decline we've seen since January and February of this year. Don't forget there was an NFT boomlet to kick off 2023. And uh, I went ahead and pulled some bullish things just for fun, because why not bring some good news to our relatively boring crypto update? Well, here's one. Monthly transactions on the Bitcoin network are getting closer to highs set back in 2017. And that's the one bullish thing I could find this morning while digging through charts and prepping the show notes. Bitcoin fans, I tried. Next up, we have to talk about YC one more time. And I know you're a little bit tired of this. I totally hear you. It's been on TC. It's been on the podcast. And yes, I think YC's overall relevance has gently faded in the last couple of years. But hear me out because this morning I was reading Natasha's latest post about YC and it got me thinking. And therefore, we have to talk about price. Let me walk you through it. YC's killer advantage is its ability to buy a good chunk of equity from several hundred potential startup winners each half year for a flat and, let's be honest, maybe low price. Investors then have to compete to buy individual stakes in the most likely winners, and given that YC has definitely helped incubate some big names, prices often get hot. Here's the thing, though. YC kind of wins either way. If external venture investors pay a reasonable amount for equity in its future winners, YC gets a nice markup and the startups get in good shape to grow financially. 
And if investors overpay for winners, it actually doesn't really matter because hot early stage valuations will get sorted out by those companies later posting massive growth. The problem here, and hence all the whining that we see each and every YC cycle from external investors, is that regular VCs have to take a more targeted approach to their bets. And that means they might take a flyer on a company that ends up being a dud, and given high prices, they might kind of overpay for nothing. If you want to make like a casino analogy here, YC is the house, startups are the chips, and Demo Day is like a roulette wheel where YC already has a token down on every single possible square on the betting table. So perhaps in time, prices will come down for YC startups, but given how well set up the actual accelerator is, no matter what price its batch raises at, do we really expect its advice to Portcos to change? Probably not. Naturally, all of this is a little bit cynical, but here's the thing. So what? This is capitalism, not the kindness and fairness hour. YC is in this to make money for its LPs, just like other investors. And if it has an edge, we're going to expect it to play it, right? All right, let's talk about the Kareem of the crop, if you will. Talking about Uber, actually, but roll with me here. It took me a minute to actually find the filings for this transaction, but I finally did and therefore can confirm that Uber Technologies Middle East subsidiary is selling a majority stake in Kareem's super app business to Emirates Telecommunication Group Company. Now, Uber set up the deal in such a manner that Kareem's ride hailing business was actually split off from the super app and will stay under its control. So Uber is not getting out of the Middle East ride hailing business. The deal was worth about $400 million, so Uber is getting a big cash slug and getting out of something that's not really its core remit. Recall that Uber bought Kareem back in 2019 for about $3.1 billion in a mix of cash and convertible notes, and we're still digging into this, so more will come, more will come, but this show used to be jokingly called This Week in Uber because there was so much Uber news, and so I couldn't really resist bringing you this little bit of an anecdote from a prior episode from, you know, four years ago. Anyways, shares of Uber are off about 0.5% this morning, and that's mostly in keeping with American stocks more generally, so it doesn't seem that investors are rating this deal as too critical, yet at least. And to close things off, let's talk about pettiness. In case you were off Twitter in the last couple of days, well, you missed the latest petty infighting amongst some tech companies. Elon Musk, that dude who bought Twitter and recently tried to turn its corporate signage in San Francisco into a, let's be honest, lowbrow boob joke, decided that email and blogging platform Substack was his enemy. Reports proliferated that Twitter was doing something janky with Substack links on its service, from marking them as spam to marking tweets that included Substack's links to be uninteractable. Musk appears to be mad that Substack is making some sort of feed-style update service for its writing users that, I don't know, conceivably could compete with Twitter. Substack, in contrast, got a big freaking weekend of free advertising from Elon Musk, who is still acting petty by, you know, the last time I checked, turning all searches for Substack on its platform into generic queries for the term newsletter. I mean, you gotta be impressed at how small-minded and petty that is. It's actually hysterical. Is it great for the internet? No. Is it somewhat hilarious? Sure. But what happened to the free speech mantra from Musk? Well, it appears that it lasted right up until it ran into his perceived commercial interests, to which I only have three letters, L, O, and L. The petty shall not inherit the earth, but after spending billions of dollars, perhaps they will inherit dozens of pennies. 
Closing out, it is hilarious that we are watching Dueling and Dreesen Horowitz investments battle it out against one another very publicly. Recall that in the old days, VCs tried to even avoid a perceived conflict of interest amongst their port codes. Those days are behind us. And then finally, new FTX docs are out from the bankruptcy of our era. I will read those for new notes on how a venture darling turned out to be a hotbed of alleged fraud, embezzlement, and political intrigue. It's going to be fun. I presume there will be more Excel and QuickBooks jokes, so that's on the way. That is our show for this fine Monday morning. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. I'm Alex. I tweet under the handle Alex. And if you want to save a couple of bucks on either TechCrunch Plus access or early stage tickets, use the code Equity. Make us look good internally. We will appreciate it. And uh, we will give more shout outs for iTunes and Apple Podcast reviews on Friday. So if you want to hear your name on the show, drop us a review and we will give you a digital high five. All right, we're out of here. Back Wednesday, back Friday. This is Equity. Peace. Equity Mondays are hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm. We're produced by Teresa Locansolo with editing by Kel Keller. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Pickovet manages TechCrunch Audio products. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.